just trying to get more hours on the farm, um, trying to free up more hours to enjoy my life in the long run. A weekend in the summertime to go do something fun <laughs> would be kind of nice. <laughs> hey there, welcome to Farm On, the podcast. I'm Joe Phillips. Today, checking in with my old friend, Lindsay Steele, co-conspirator, co-owner, and head farmer out at Garden Fort Farm, which is in rural Michigan. I interviewed Lindsay in the dead of winter on, on episode two of Farm On. So I know uh, many of you streamed that episode. In fact, it was our, um, it still is our highest uh, streamed uh, episode. So I thought, hey, why not check in with Lindsay, see how things are going? So that's what we did. And you know, usually on this show, we get into philosophy and background and stories and more of a personal kind of take on this whole uh, food revolution. But today, uh, much to my surprise, we just geeked out on gear. We talk about gear and we nerd out. Um, so if you like gear and you like gadgets and you like things that make farming and gardening easier and make your life more pleasant, then this is the episode for you. But first folks, um, I wrote an essay that's on my website, dharmaonthefarm.com. It's called Your 2000 Year Old Armpit. And it goes something like this. Play along at home if you'd like. Hold your arm out straight. Imagine that the entire length of your arm is equivalent to the entire plight of Homo sapiens. Your armpit, where our species begins, is roughly 200,000 years ago. The tip of your middle finger is today. Humans started wearing clothing somewhere between your armpit and the elbow 170,000 years ago. Just past your elbow, toward your hand, the first crude abstract carvings were etched onto cave walls 70,000 years ago. In the soft pad of your hand, twisted rope appeared 28,000 years ago. Pigs were first domesticated near the start of your fingers 15,000 years ago. A little further down your finger, people started keeping goats 12,000 years ago. Now at your last articulated joint of your finger, people in present-day Iraq began to cultivate wheat and barley 10,000 years ago. At your cuticles, the domestication of chickens 6,000 years ago. Now, zoom in on your fingernail. Within that fingernail is all of agriculture as we know it, from the first time people started organizing the way that they grow crops to today, where the genetic structure of seeds can be sliced and grafted at our will where experiments growing food in Martian soil is happening in laboratories right now. Still holding your arm out straight, I promise you will get to put it down soon. Ponder that fingernail and all that it contains. Within a nearly microscopic sliver of that fingernail, humans went from small-scale, peasant-style agroecology to full-on industrialized monocrop operations that exist thanks to satellite positioning systems, chemicals, and the lifeblood of money. So why is it so radical when someone that we know wants to quit their jobs in the cushy city life, move out to the country, get down and dirty and start living off the land? It should be normal. It should be the most normal thing we could possibly think of as humans to do. And yet, when someone like Lindsey Steele does it with his family, it's like they're right on the edge of the world, blazing a trail. And they're always having to relearn. Relearn what humans have known since the beginning of your armpit. But now we've got YouTube. And now we've got podcasts. And now we've got information just flowing around. Uh, if you jump into the flow of that information, there's really nothing that you can't do as long as you're willing to experiment, try things out, and learn from your mistakes. So, without further ado, let's check in on Lindsey Steele. All right, Mr. Steele, let's do it. All right. Let's so, do it. last time we talked, yeah, dead of winter. So, we were sort of like <laughs> yeah, pontificating on what was to come, you know, like, oh, this would be wonderful right. if this would happen. Yeah, yeah, daydreaming. And, and daydreaming yeah and the greenhouse was one of those so um i saw some photos on your facebook page and the greenhouse seemed to be cranking and 
yeah uh greenhouse is great uh spent some time just kind of reorganizing I, i'd always had like temporary tables in there and now yeah. i i just built everything in i built like a tiered system um yeah it was like painted with cool colors and everything it's like this cool <laughs> yeah, like, you know I, only a designer <laughs> well yeah it was just sort of it's it was like leftover paint you know i was just trying to get some paint on there to protect it yeah. from water um, yeah. but you know of course there's you, you gotta gotta go for the style points too so for sure man <laughs> you're gonna be putting stuff on facebook it's gotta look good yeah 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 exactly <laughs> and it was the first thing I noticed, like, wow, it's got this pastel kind of very soothing yeah. color palette. Um, yeah, adds, so, adds to the vibe in there. Makes it feel good. Yeah. And where'd you get that um, tiered idea? Was that just something uh, you saw? I, I basically lifted it from, from Curtis Stone. Like, he's, you know, he's got all his YouTube videos, and mm-hmm. so I'm, like, watching them and pausing them and just, like, looking at his... Mm-hmm his setup in the background and uh he's got those tiers and it's really nice especially in the winter um Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to get this greenhouse set up for winter production um nice because i've i've gone all in on pea shoots and sun shoots i've actually ended up being like the only person in this area that is Mm. producing them so i've kind of captured the market and um so why so why did you decide on pea shoots and uh what was it pea shoots and what shoots? uh pea shoots and sun shoots um mm-hmm. i'm starting with those i'm planning on kind of experimenting with a few other things um i guess pea shoots i know what that would be it'd be the shoots of pea plants but i don't know sun shoots I'm sun shoots or yes yeah, sorry sunflower shoots is I, i've hmm. been calling them sun shoots um mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, it's a, it's the sunflower. It's just the the initial stage of uh, sprouting it. So you just sprout it to the the cotyledon stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first two leaves, and you harvest them before you get uh, a true leaf. Um, so I didn't realize sunflower shoots were a delicacy. Are they just? They're really good. They uh, huh. it, it tastes like. You, you get that sunflower flavor so you get that nuttiness in a leaf and the leaf mm-hmm. is nice and like thick and crunchy like if i don't know if you've ever eaten purslane out of the garden mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. it has that same kind of consistency where it's got a mm-hmm. little bit of thickness to it uh, mm-hmm. it's nice and so i'm guessing it's relatively easy to grow because you can just grow the shoot and then you don't have to spend all that resources trying to get it big and mature yeah, um, it's it's quick. Um, lots of seeds. You're filling like mm-hmm. a whole 10, 20 tray with uh, with seeds and mm-hmm. sprouting it out. And um, it happens in my turnaround lately has been uh, about nine days. Hmm. So fast. from start to finish. Uh, early in the season, it was like it was like two weeks because I wasn't supplementing any heat uh in the greenhouse Mm -hmm. and so all that you're still growing those in the greenhouse you don't have to do it outside yeah exactly so it it makes this space really really controlled it it gives me a product that i I can kind of rely on um especially once i get heat into there for this upcoming winter yeah so i'll just be able to rely on producing those crops so i I started with pea shoots and sun shoots because they're kind of easier um And I know that they're really tasty and good and they're easy to market. So I started with those. And Did you have to educate people? Because, I mean, you don't see that at um, the retail level that much. So yeah, you, you know, um, so something else I did was I finally spent some time doing some a little bit of design work for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so designing packaging for the, the stores that I'm selling through because... Mm-hmm. Uh, actually the biggest change that we've made so far this year is, is we've, it's not totally outruled yet, but it's, it's looking like we probably won't be doing any farmer's markets this year. Um, wow. Yeah. So we just, we just dropped them. You haven't started doing any markets so far. Yeah. So far. And, um, and that was because, you know, just trying to get more hours on the farm, um, Mm -hmm. trying to free up more hours to enjoy my life in the long run. 
what enjoy your life yeah i know have like you know crazy a weekend in the summertime to go do something fun <laughs> wow <laughs> kind of nice you, this is highly evolved right now <laughs> yeah yeah so Amazing. that's the goal you know it's like what yeah. i'm trying to make happen i'd love to go camping with you know katie and joey yeah. um yeah man my wife and daughter and Joni's like uh, two, uh, one She's, and a half. Yeah, yeah, one and a half. like yeah. fifteen months. Just about. I have to say, man, I took my son camping for the first time when he was probably about a year old. I think no, it was chilly, so I think he was maybe just over a year old. So he's probably a year and a few months because it was starting to get into fall. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Man, it it was interesting. It was an experiment, but I would, if I had to do it all over again, I would wait until he was, you know, over two or something. (laughs) Um, Once once it got dark outside, I would just lose him. Like he would just sort of toddle off, you know, and like it's pitch black, you know. (laughs) No, I mean, I I should have tied a glow stick to his pants or something because, I mean, you know, it's very disorienting when you're out there. Uh, well, that's a good plus tip. he wasn't sleeping through the <laughs> night yet and I was um, I was it was just me and my buddy um, Zach and his toddler so Sarah my wife wasn't there and so um, he wasn't sleeping through the night so you can imagine just being in a tent with a you know uh, kind of half asleep half flopping all over the place toddler all night <laughs> yeah. and then how you'd feel the next morning <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but we did, uh, we got up at sunrise and I took him to the lakeshore because it was right up at um, the north side of Chicago. And, um, you know, we watched the sunrise over the oh, that's great. over the water and it was cold, but we were all bundled up in our parkas and, you know, we were just watching and just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the sun finally comes up and it was, it was a real moment, you know, I'll never forget that for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the good stuff that's what you want to get to yeah yeah exactly so which brings us all back to pea shoots to pea shoots yeah so <laughs> um yeah pea shoots so i and, i started and no market no, yeah, no farmers no markets no markets so um, yeah forget about those common people yeah <laughs> right, <laughs> right well i'm trying to get to the common people i'm just trying to do it through i've been yeah. i've been selling to retail outlets um, the whole time actually for the last like four years mm-hmm. and finally, um, and it's been really just like, I just take them like bags of stuff, you know, and they pack it and whatever they want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me with like a branding background, it, it was, you know, it was like the, the classic, uh, like the plumber's pipes are always leaky kind of scenario mm-hmm. where I just wasn't like doing the work for myself. So, Hmm. you know i'm trying to increase my sales through those outlets this year so the first thing i did was uh take some time to design some packaging i did some research found some nice clamshells that fit everything really well mm-hmm. uh, and then got like a good label maker and then just made a, a nice design that's really clear it's the label the limitation of the label maker is that it's black and white which mm-hmm. it seems like a, could be a bad thing but it makes with a design background, I can make a really nice, uh, striking kind of black and white design. And you you can see it, it. you can see it from across the store. It's great. Like, yeah, you just, you can like read every single thing, every now, now I have like eight things on the shelf so you can see them all like from across the store and you're just like, all right, there's my lettuce mix. There's my great. I saw it and it's like, uh, the, the font and the way you laid out the typography and stuff, it really does like, uh, it's very inviting. And I, I didn't look at it and think, Oh, that's black and white. I just thought, Oh, that's a really appealing look. Yeah. I would check that out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So that's working out. Uh, those, uh, sales are going really well. I picked up another store. Um, I'm thinking it's, there's kind of, once you get into this realm and you start pushing it, it's like Mm -hmm. there's other stores I could start going to and just knocking on their doors and they'd probably be pretty excited about it. 
So, so I think we, yeah, I think in February we were talking a lot about just scale, like how to scale it up and how to, yeah, how to pare down what you're growing and scale that yeah. up and yeah. try to do everything all at once. So this is really cool. We're, uh, there's, we're smaller. We've gotten like fairly smaller. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about how much I haven't actually figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean actually like square footage smaller? Yeah, just like we're probably below half an acre now. And we used to be running like two thirds of an acre, if not more on our property mm. of production. Mm-hmm. And then last year I took on this other field that I, I talked about last time. That was just a yeah. disaster. So I'm actually like less than half an acre. And, and there's beds that I've prepared that I'm... I'm using tarp, so everything's tarped and it's kind of like ready to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have like all this overflow ready, but um, as it's looking right now, like I'm, I might not even really need to break into that stuff. Oh, that's so crazy. yeah, so I'm really getting down, like because I'm just, uh, I'm just not wasting any, any space, like or any or time either. You, you're yeah. not like hauling your stuff around to all corners of the. Yeah. Farm, I guess. Yeah. That's what I've done is like the back, the, the beds that are in the back field. I've just like, the first thing I did was just cover crop those. Hmm. So like the back, maybe let's say 60 to eight, probably 80 feet is just mm-hmm. like all cover crop, like to the fence mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just completely taken out of play and it's like, co- it's clover and stuff. So I'm planning on just leaving it that way for a long time let the soil just get nice and rich yeah yeah exactly and you know i can graze my chickens in there later or something too and still running still raising all the hens and doing the eggs yeah still doing the eggs um mm-hmm. i i think you were on the fence about it before. i was on the I fence about it and i'm actually kind of just rolling through guys. yeah yeah i'm rolling through this season um just because I'm basically they're really profitable right now. It's like summertime. Oh, good. It's it's what do, you, the, what do you sell a dozen eggs for? Uh, six a dozen. So we do about thirty dozen a week. Oh, you mean is that like a CSA? You have people that pick up? No, we're actually uh, taking them. We used to do that. We used to have subscribers, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't have enough that were steady, and that that was actually a lot of work to you know, keep track of yeah. how paid up everybody was, you know, tracking oh, all yeah. of it. Be the banker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Treasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether they picked up their eggs or not, whether they were going to be in town that weekend and, mm-hmm. um, for what, it, for, you know, for a $6 carton of eggs, it's just like kind of a lot of work. So, um, I'm actually just taking them all to a restaurant and they serve most of them for brunch on Sunday. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's like a special thing. They just get to have them, have them for brunch on Sunday. And, and you can still sell them for six bucks, $6 a dozen to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even though they're turning around and using it and marking it up and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, that's great. You know, he, I, like they wanted them cheaper, <laughs> but I was just sure. like, well, they don't work if they're not at least this much. So good for you, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, That's it's awesome. like, I'm, you know, I, like I was telling you before I was on the fence about it. So yeah, if it's, you know, you want it to be worthwhile if you're going to do it. For sure. And that, you know, yeah. that's all, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Leaning up, you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think I saw in your photos on Facebook, you're doing a lot of, uh, high tunnels, I guess you call them. Yeah. Caterpillar, yeah. caterpillar tunnels. I put up two 12 by 60, uh, well, they're actually 12 and a half. I stretched them so that I could get, uh, I stretched them from 12 to 12 and a half, which isn't very much, but by doing mm-hmm. that, I was able to fit four beds into them mm-hmm. instead of, you know, three with like a 18 inch walkway. So now uh-huh. I have four with an eight inch walkway. So it's really tight, but, um, and can you fit like a tiller in there? Like how do you get in there? Um, yeah, or- yeah, I, I can get my tiller in there. Um, mm-hmm. but now that all the beds are prepped, 
in in there. I'm because I can take the end walls off. The end walls right now actually aren't even like total like totally built. Um, the what are? What did you say? The, 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 end, the end walls. The oh, the end walls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So because it's so small, I mean, it's twelve by. It's only like eight feet tall. You can just put a sheet mm-hmm. up basically and mm-hmm. a sheet of plastic up at the end and. And then I can yeah. just with channel lock, and then I can take it down when I need to get in the end walls. Um, but I'm planning on making them more permanent, so I'm going to actually build those out. And then the plan after that is to work it, work the soil in there with the tilther, which is another new tool I got this year. Um, tilther, what's that about? It's it's a it's a battery power. Well, it's a you use a power drill. Mm-hmm. And it turns, it's like a mini tiller. It has like a 15 inch tiller on it that um, goes two inches deep or actually like two inches or less deep. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just like a really, it just works the surface of the soil. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're not doing like a big, you're not turning over a huge amount. Yeah. You're just skimming the surface, which is really good for maintaining biology, not turning over mm-hmm. new weed seeds. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been that's starting Fukuoka, to work. That's man. That's that's one star revolution right there. Yeah, yeah. It's just trying to be really minimal. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It's I don't know. Some people call it no till. Some people call it low till. Because mm-hmm. um, there's some disturbance going on, but you're not. Yeah, but it's really not much over. more than what you do when you're cultivating. You know, mm-hmm. with a hoe mm-hmm. or something like that. Just to get the seeds covered and. Yeah, yeah. Enough to get stuff in there. Well, yeah, it's enough to get just a nice surface, workable surface on the, the soil. Um, and then you can do your your deep kind of tillage with a, with a broad fork, mm-hmm. which is also really passive. Because so, the, the broad fork's just breaking things up so yeah. you can get it's just giving water the, in Yeah, there, that deep aeration, not. you know, mm-hmm. 10, 12 inches into the soil. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm still tilling, but I'm moving more towards that. Like all the beds that I've turned over already have been done that mm-hmm. way. They've been done uh, by either hand pulling out the rest of the crop or cutting it down with a uh, stirrup hoe or a scuffle hoe or whatever you want to call it, hula hoe. Mm. Um, yeah. And then tilting it. Um, or if it's really clean, like I just cropped out a bed of radishes and I can just go through there with another tool that I'm using this year, which is the flame weeder. Uh, oh, just, right. I've heard about that. Yeah. So you just, it's great. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun with it. I, I haven't had enough opportunities yet to use it, but every time I do, it's just like so thrilling. <laughs> it's so, so satisfying to use. I'm, I'm picturing just like this flamethrower, like you're just <laughs> giant flame okay, yeah, It must be a, a little more controlled than that. It is. It's got like a case on the bottom that is 30 inches wide. It's maybe about eight inches tall and it encases uh, five separate torches. Hmm. Um, and then it has a wheel off the front of it and you just push it. Hmm. Um, you like kind of just raise it off the ground a little bit and push it and you have a big propane paint propane tank on your back mm-hmm. and uh and yeah so you just light this thing up and you get the weeds when they're you're just they're just germinating or like after a bed of radishes that you know you get they've been mm-hmm. growing for as long as the radishes were which is like three weeks so they're not that big mm-hmm. and uh and you just run run them over with the flame and it burns them and they die and you can actually just plant right into the bed without i was gonna say because then the charred remains are basically carbon that you're just letting them sort of mix back in right yep yeah that's so yeah and then you can just plant right into it and you've gotten that first flush of weeds out of the bed and you haven't returned it over to bring up new weed seeds that is awesome. Can you use yeah. it when the crops are still in the ground, or do you have to uh, wait till you've harvested everything? Oh well, you couldn't. I mean, you'd burn your crop. But the one, yeah, the one thing like you can do crops is uh, you can, you can, like for carrots. It's the I've done this already with carrots. Is you you seed the carrots and then come back. Um, this time of year, you'd want to come back maybe five or six days later before the ca- the carrots emerge, mm-hmm. and then and hit the the first flush of weeds ahead of the carrots, hmm. uh, so that they come up into a cleaner bed. 
That's sweet, man. Yeah. So just working that timing right and, uh, you know, making life a little bit easier. Man, you're working smarter. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to right like, tools. there's all these tricks out there and I basically mm-hmm. just, I was just like, I'm just going to do all of them. Like mm-hmm. I'm using the tarps. So I'll get beds ready, like completely ready, prepared to plant. And then I just cut, I get it wet. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's nice and damp under there. And then I tarp it. Mm-hmm. and the the tarping um with like a black tarp and mm-hmm. it uh is sure. it like gardening fabric or whatever it's or it's it silage tarp so silage it's uv treated so the plastic's not going to break down and leach into the soil or anything like that um uh-huh. so yeah so it's already ma- a material made for agriculture you know just a different nice. use and uh so you cover it it pre-germinates or germinates all the weeds and then it smothers them um if it's left on there long enough it'll just kill them completely uh i just remembered what silage is that's the fermented hay right that's like what they use to wrap up yeah yeah exactly so what is that word and that's yeah you say silage i said silage (laughs) oh no you're right you're probably right i don't even know i was just i couldn't remember yeah silage right (laughs) yeah You say silage, I say silage. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Vice versa. Um, But yeah, so you're using that stuff. And that just, there must be like no weeds when you're using that. Yeah, so it's cool. It it cooks out that first uh, flush of weeds again, and then you plant into it. And so that's been critical to to pre-weed because I'm also trying to use another tool that's really handy, which is the greens harvester. from a company huh. from a uh, farmer's friend, which uh-huh. is a power drill operated tool, another power drill operated tool. I had to buy another power drill this year just so I didn't mm-hmm. have to like keep switching them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it powers a blade that cuts, that oscillates back and forth and cuts the greens. And then there's a, it also spins uh, these nylon ropes that feed the greens into a basket what uh, so you can just like if you have a nice Get clean out. bed of greens and you're not gonna have to be like picking all the weeds out of it that you just cut uh-huh. um you can just cruise down the row like this morning i used it to harvest some baby kale i harvested two 30 foot beds of baby kale in like five minutes what that's insane yeah and and is this an expensive tool like uh it's this? actually not that expensive it, um i want to say it's somewhere three three to four hundred dollars 360 maybe mm-hmm. i, I want to say that's how much it costs i can't remember but if you but before you had that tool i was uh, how much, i was cutting how, how it with a knife by hand. yeah with a hand knife and if it was a nice clean bed like that i could harvest it a 30 foot bed in maybe 20 minutes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know it's You're, it's definitely yeah. <laughs> it's a time saver it's a huge improvement yeah, and if you scale that up, you're... So, and it's cool because it, it requires that you be a better farmer on the upfront, you know, and mm-hmm. get these nice clean beds so that um, mm-hmm. so that it, it works for you. Because otherwise it, it doesn't. You just, you're just just going to cut weeds that you're going to have to pick out later, and it's just going to be a big waste of time. That's cool. And you can use it when you have the, the tarp down as well? Um, so like the, if you... If you put the tarp down and then you grow through, I guess you're you're basically poking holes in the tarp, right? Oh, the okay, so the landscape fabric. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Okay, okay. so that's a different material, but it's yeah, uh, <laughs> different purpose. Yeah, it's it's like okay. a woven uh, fabric that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the difference between that and a tarp is that it's porous, so it lets yeah. water in. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And so we're using that for right now we, we've used it for mostly our lettuce production. So we burn mm-hmm. like a template into it and then we plant these head lettuces that are grown for um, like leaf, lettuce leaf production. You burn a template into it. What do you mean? Like you have a, a brand or something? How do you do that? Uh, so we use a propane torch, just like a handheld propane torch that you would use for like plumbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used a hole saw, like a two inch hole saw to cut, 
um, our basically our plant spacing into a piece of plywood. Ah, right. Um, so for this, these head lettuces, they're eight inches apart, um, mm-hmm. and we do it uh, the, so they're offset. So mm-hmm. uh, so it, and so we have four rows, eight inches apart, uh, and we just you know we go along this landscape fabric with a torch and just burn holes. And we actually stack. We'll we'll do like two or three fab- fabrics at a time. So we stack them so that we're only having yeah. to do like one pass and, and we can burn a few of them at Man, once. you got a little factory going here. Yeah, it feels very, it feels people. a lot more like production than it used to. It's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's cool because I, I just have a lot more of, of these things. And, and so I can go into these different marketplaces and, and feel confident that I'm going to have like enough product to, to satisfy them, you know? So cool. Is anybody else helping you? Is it just you and Katie? Still? Uh, so that's been a, uh, two weeks ago we got, um, a new ap- apprentice actually. He's, hey, no. he's living in, in the house with us. Um, he's actually like an old friend. So he's been volunteering out here for his name's Kevin. He's been out here for, for years volunteering like when he can and he's always really loved it and cool um somebody you knew from chicago or is he more from the detroit uh, no he's an old friend he's actually so from like an old high school friend of katie's it's her Mm. younger brother okay um so that's how we met and then he just you know we've been buddies for for a long time so he's been coming out regularly and awesome um and so finally he was just like you know like i'm just gonna he you know just quit his job (laughs) i'm just gonna quit my job and and do this and i'm just like perfect because i was looking i was starting to look um Mm -hmm. for for help and Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it it worked out really well um that's great so how do you see that evolving like he can apprentice for you for some amount of time and then when you have the economics you can yeah bring him into the fold yeah exactly yeah i mean we're we're giving him a stipend right now it's kind of like how we did it when we started we were interns for the year and i think we got like a hundred dollars a week but we got to live there and Mm -hmm. uh, eat all the food and eat all their food and yeah drink all their coffee and stuff like that and uh Mm -hmm. um so so yeah it's a it's a similar setup um nice we're giving them a little, a little bit more money than that, but you know, it, it's mm-hmm. a stipend. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Just it's, it's a, it's a good exchange. Means. Um, and yeah, so the yeah. plan is like, um, because he, he's, you know, he sees it as like a long-term thing too, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just trying to, trying to figure that out and mm-hmm. try to get him trained up really well so that, um, I don't know. I, I think ideally what I'd like to do is get him on salary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, it's big transition time right now. So we're just, we're getting all these new markets so far. Actually, everything's working out kind of how we planned. So, yeah. Um, so it's looking good. Um, Dude, that's great. As long as I don't burn him out, uh, I think, you know, he might be around for a little while and <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Cause the, the, uh, this farm is really kind of made, like almost tailor-made to be like a two person farm. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been huge. Like the first week he was here, it was great. Cause I was just getting to that point where I'm like, I I'm falling behind, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's mm-hmm. a list of projects that I'm just, I keep not getting to every week. Mm-hmm. And so like the first week he was here, it was just like, we just like checked all those boxes, you know, <laughs> So cool. got all those things done. And then, uh, it freed up time so that we could finally build our walk-in cooler, which we built just at the right time. Oh yeah. The walk-in cooler. So yeah. where, which, uh, which building houses the walk-in uh, cooler? So there's a small garage, small garage. Um, right. Okay. We have like a one car garage and a two car garage, two car garage. So you built the, the walk-in house. cooler. It's not a thing that just arrives. Yeah, so we we use the Coolbot, which is a device oh, yeah. that you hook up to an air conditioner to make it run colder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we built it 
we built the body of it from scratch and uh, we were kind of able to, we have this small, it's a one car garage. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe uh, 15 by 20 hmm. feet. So there's not a lot of space in there, but we want to make it uh, our pack shed. So we, we fit in, uh, it was about five and a half feet by eight feet by seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. It's cooler, and the cool bot. It's like a. It's like your hot rod and the the uh, air conditioner. So is it like a normal like home air conditioner or like a box air conditioner? Yeah. Or? So you get like a box window air conditioner. Uh huh. Um, you have to get one that's pretty, like, it's for that small space. It's a uh-huh. ten thousand BTU um, air conditioner, which is would heat or cool like i don't know 600 square feet or something right <laughs> and it's right. cooling like uh 40 square feet <laughs> like extra gotcha. cool you're really cranking it in there yeah so and it's cool the cool bot's pretty neat um it just basically has a sensor uh well so the air conditioner has a sensor and then the cool bot has a um like a uh a thing you attach to the sensor that it just is like a little heating element and so it heats it up and monitors it so that uh, it, it just like tricks the air conditioner tricks the air conditioner into thinking it's warmer than it is yeah yeah it's it's uh, a, it's really cool <laughs> it's been it's been so fun to get all these tools and gadgets and, and play yeah. with them and and just really see what all the fuss is about because it's like for years i've been yeah. just like hearing about all these different tools and techniques and mm-hmm. i've been kind of doing what i can with what i have but it's like Mm-hmm. It was it was just time to uh, take the leap, you know. We we borrowed a little bit of money. We borrowed about ten grand, and we just like bought all the things, and it's been well worth it, like instantly. Okay, so you took out a bank loan for the the ten. Uh, grand? It's a personal loan, but yeah, for 10, okay for ten grand. Okay, all right. That's a that's a you know it's a decent sum of money, but it's manageable because last yeah. time you know you told the story about going in and trying to get a actual bank loan for like 50 grand or something. Yeah. Just well, I was talking to, yeah. Talk down. <laughs> yeah. That, it was FSA. So like uh-huh. through the, the USDA, um, uh-huh. the farm yeah. service agency and it, yeah, it, it was a good uh, little eye opener and it, it got, yeah. it was cool. I was glad that like I didn't go through with that and go that far into it. Um, right. Cause yeah. I, I was able to make better decisions yeah. this time around. And yeah, it's a and lot. You've come so far like on. back then you, it's funny how you think, you know, a lot and then you kind of get reality checked and you realize maybe you don't, but it's like hard on your ego too, you <laughs> have to swallow that. And now <laughs> how, what, which, uh, what season is this for you? I mean, how many years is it now? I forget. It's our fifth season here. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fifth season so, of the farm sixth season farming yeah i mean that seems about right i mean it seems like for any you know complicated in-depth profession like three to five years seems like a good yep. amount of time to kind of get your feet under you and realize like what the heck is yeah. actually going on <laughs> yeah seriously just figure out what what i was doing and yeah um and yeah so and it's there's still so much room for experimenting and trying things but uh yeah well you've been talking about the um kind of more dark leafy greens or small greens and stuff but are you doing like bigger fruiting stuff too tomatoes and peppers and all that yeah yeah it's it's funny we've uh it's it's been like a, a ride of like, there was one point where we were like, all right, salad farmers, we're salad farmers. We're just going to grow greens. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, so it was like, all right, I'm not planting like tomatoes and I'm not planting like mm-hmm. cucumbers or whatever. Yeah. I had, so all, it's I had relatively hard to grow for, you know, compared yeah, to well, you got to weigh the labor, you know, and mm-hmm. the, uh, Pests. we had like 16 flats of, of onions, and and i bought like all these seed potatoes i was just gonna do like i was gonna do new potatoes and Mm -hmm. for some of the restaurants i'm working with and uh you know i'd make money on them but i was just like i was like ah i don't know i'm just like 
just I'm just gonna cut these. Like we'll we'll plant like a few rows for for us, so we have potatoes, but mm-hmm. and onions, you know. But otherwise, I just was just like giving them away. Just to mm-hmm. my friends at garden. I'm just like here, take these. <laughs> yeah, right. Get them out right. of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. Okay. I, I've I've just been doing a lot on the fly, and I I cut cut those. Um, ended up keeping tomatoes. Um, I'm going to, I have cucumbers that I just started, so they'll be in a little late. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do those, uh, just cause I have these hoop houses. So they're, yeah. You know, so you can trellis them up on the, on the hoops. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And actually like our tomatoes look amazing there. Um, nice. We've, you know, we're hard pruning them. We've got, mm-hmm. got them planted pretty densely. So we have to hard prune them. So I think I'm doing hard pruning, but I don't know if I exactly know what it is. But what I do is prune the the bottom branches. Anytime stuff's looking kind of shrivelly or weak or whatever, I'll just prune off the bottom. Mm-hmm. So is that what you mean by hard pruning? Um, and then, it's that plus um, all the suckers. So the the yeah all the. Shoots that come out of yeah the armpit hairs yeah Uh they come out from between the stem and the 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 main leaves uh huh yeah yeah yeah, you pinch those off and and get get them out of there Uh, Mm -hmm. just so you have just one main like Mm -hmm. branch that's just going up Um, yep and so all the energy is just focused on growth and and fruit yep Um, and then you trim uh, the bottom anytime you like. You trim up to the, the, the last fruit set. So ah, that's something I haven't figured out. So if you've got fruit and tomato growing on the lowest part, then you just trim up to there. Yeah. So you just have a bare um, br- uh, stem. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then like in, if you're set up for it, you do the lower and lean, like later in the season when the plants are really tall, you, you can drop them and, and lean them over. Um, so Wait, that those, so they get really tall and then you take them off the trellis. You use like a, uh, like a spool basically. So they'll all be trellised to their own spool and then you can lower the line down and drop the tomatoes down. Oh. Um, so, and, and then typically they slide over. So sort of like, a uh, like a dry cleaner or something like where you would kind of hmm. go around the bend at the end of the row and you, you slide everything down. So they, you know, they end up looking like a half, like a half pipe or something. <laughs> like the actual uh, line I, of the I'm plant. Not, I'm, I can't even visualize that. I'm going to have to see this. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to describe it, but yeah, it's, you lost me. But basically, <laughs> so you school. can lower the plants lower so they're easy to harvest because you know they can get like ten feet tall, and then you're you're right. You need like a ladder or something to okay to get the fruit. <laughs> okay, so it's just easier to reach them. Yeah, exactly. But what we huh. do, cause we're in these short tunnels is we just leave, we, we've hung our trellis line, um, like our top line that we're hanging mm-hmm. our lines that are tied to the tomatoes off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they climb up to that point, we just, mm-hmm. uh, we'll just drop it over that line. We've hung it, um, about six inches from like the top of the hoop house. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to fit, hopefully we'll be able to fit the top of the plant through there and drape it over the other side cool uh it's gonna be really crowded by august but uh, uh you know whatever <laughs> yeah you'll work with it we'll work with it until we get that big fancy hoop house you know we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll drive with this <laughs> okay it'll and work just you're thinking work. next year will be the big fancy hoop house <laughs> yeah we're we were already talking about it. It's just like, yeah. so let's borrow another 10 grand and uh, yeah. put up a, you know, a nice 30 sure. by 72 hoop house. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Things are going well. Tomatoes in January. Yeah. It, that's the thing. It's like all these investments, um, they, they like this money I, I just invested. It's all coming back basically right yeah. away. Like yeah. with the first crop, it's paying for these things. That's what's really cool about all this small scale egg Man, stuff that is so great i'm really glad to hear that yeah yeah so uh, you know and it's you gotta have the market and stuff like that and so we kind of just worked into it and and you had to learn the market and develop those 
relationships. Yeah, I mean, and I'm still doing that. I mean, like, yeah. I just started working with restaurants at the end of last year, and so I'm still, you know, figuring out how they how they work and. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, chasing what chefs you? and <laughs> just like, yeah, man, these guys like you know some of them are really easy to, to get to and some of them are just like you mm-hmm. know you just hope you you just like take them stuff and you just hope you run into them or whatever it's mm-hmm. like they're you know they're they're just as busy as as i am yeah so yeah hard to be bothered sometimes yeah so it's just trying to get things set up with them and then you can just roll and it can kind of be a little bit more automatic yeah well that's what i was wondering because it must take you a lot of time just to drive around and, and deliver stuff so uh, would it make sense to have an apprentice doing that stuff or um, is it, do you lose that relationship building? That yeah. You I like doing it right now because, cause I'm still working out a lot of things. Like I have a restaurant mm-hmm. that um, I've been trying to nail down like a, like a salad menu with them. Like, mm-hmm. like they're going to do like summer salads with us. Cool. And, but we've been trying to do that for like, months <laughs> yeah 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 so it's like you know i always want to be there plus like I'm, I'm a lot of new stuff is coming in so i'm i'm bringing samples and cool it's too early at, at some point uh, i think we'll get there and it, it'll make sense to have have kevin drive around or even somebody else yeah um but That's yeah for cool. now it's uh it's too early uh, for my other accounts like my the retail stuff i've been doing for a long time like that could be done by somebody else but it's it's all mixed together you know like mm-hmm. i'm delivering i'm out delivering so i'm going to all the places basically and uh no more holes in the floor of your house and <laughs> you have walls yeah. yeah yeah it's that was last winter that you did all that work right yeah yeah so it's i think when we talked you were taking a break from like you know, power sanding the floors or something. Some yeah. Big yeah. Yeah. Actually. I, yeah. I remember now we, when we talked, yeah. cause, uh, I had the, the girls out of the house so that I could, yeah. you know, <laughs> sand drywall yeah, for a week and sand the floors and everything. So yeah, we got it. It's, it's nice. You know, it's a lot more livable in here. Uh, it's just, it's so nice to have your space just feel, feel good and and a little bit more complete there's still there's still no trim up and stuff like that but it's like sure. details yeah it's it's come a long way and it's it it feels good <laughs> man so it, it seems like a 180 in a lot of ways i mean i think when we talked last time you were kind of right in the middle of that big transition the big turn from like yeah. You know, yeah 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 retooling and re reconceptualizing everything like how do we how do we get lean you know yeah yeah exactly and um it's uh where is it gonna go yeah <laughs> where is i don't it know go? It, it really it really has um just like a week ago uh well i don't know like Kevin got here two weeks ago. So it's really cool. I'm talking to you right now. Cause it's like two weeks ago, Kevin got here. And then last week, actually like two restaurants that I'd been trying to line up, um, just some like steady orders with, like we're, we're finally like, okay, yeah, we're going to start you next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been this week. And then I also picked up another, it's cool. I picked up another account that's actually through a wholesaler. Mm. Um, who distributes to like a number of, uh, restaurants that are serving, you know, like local fare. Mm -hmm. And so through him, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm moving uh, about 45 pounds of lettuce mix a week. So it's just one product, but I can get it. I can get it to a, a price that works for him. And, um, and it's a quality of product that he can get enough, you know, from the, the chefs he's selling it to. So it's like, That's sweet. it's really cool. So I went from, I was steadily picking up, you know, I was developing like mm-hmm. the pea shoots thing went really well when I launched those. And then I had sun shoots coming out after that. And then, and then all my, my greens and their packages have been doing well in the stores and stuff like that. And then, uh, all this restaurant stuff just this past week has really picked up. And that's why I was like, uh, like, so we, cool, you know, you, you wanted to talk last night, but it was just like, well, 
like yeah. I was trying to rat, like really quickly get this uh, yeah cool bot running because I had to put like a hundred pounds of of greens in there today. <laughs> That's money. So man. so yeah, it's 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 super exciting. I'm That's uh, great. I'm just happy. Like I, I took a I took some risks, but I think they're they were fairly calculated and. Um, and yeah, it's working definitely. out. So. And, and I mean, really most of the stuff you've learned from what YouTube podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just watching what is working for mm-hmm. all the other guys out there that are, are doing, you know, good sales and making really nice products. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, you know, just emulating them and, and then, you know, yeah. Isn't that the, that's the dream of the internet, you know, it's like, finally, an example of something that's actually helping the common oh, good. It's incredible. I, I couldn't yeah. imagine, like, there's no way that I would be here if it weren't for any of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, you might get there, but it probably would have taken you a little Yeah. Longer. Well, it reminds me of the farm that we worked at um, mm-hmm. in, in Wisconsin initially. Like, they, they'd been, we were there for their, like, 23rd season. Um, but mm-hmm. they so they were like or, these organic pioneers, you know, hmm. and, um, it was just a grind and they, mm-hmm. that was what they knew. And that's like how mm-hmm. you did it. And, and that's like how they're still doing it. I think, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they make minor improvements, but, um, just out there, they didn't have the homes. internet. They didn't have all these people out there. They didn't have yeah. some of the technology that we have now that's making it really easy to yeah. share information and, 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 or so even cool. like certain, you know, tools that are out there that have just come out in the past few years. So it's so uh, cool, man. So do you see yourself like weaning off of the design work altogether or do you want to keep doing it? Um, do you need to keep doing it? <laughs> no, I, um, I'll, I'll probably keep doing it. I mean, I'm trying to get set up so that we can have some good winter production. Like that's why, Mm -hmm. that's why I started doing microgreens so that I could, um, try to have some Some farm income in the the winter. Yeah. And then investing in these, um, these caterpillar tunnels, these little hoop houses. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm planning on putting up two more of those, and just the, build them in the with fall. electrical conduit? Uh, it's, uh, what is it? Tubing? Fence rail. It's like one fence in, rail. Th- in three-eighths or five-eighths fence rail. Galvanized hmm. fence rail. Okay. That's so right. what they used to make, like, chain link fencing. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and how's, what's, what's Joni's involvement on the farm? <laughs> I see cute pictures. Uh, it's actually pretty awesome. She's been, um she's been coming to do the egg chores with me every day. So she's getting pretty well versed. She can take eggs out of the nest box and put them gently into the basket. Um, Just the other day she started carrying the basket too, like empty. She can't carry it fully yet, but yeah, it's cool, man. It's fun. It's, that's always like, it's, we've been pretty busy. So that's the one time a day where I know I can uh, give Katie Mm -hmm. a break and take Joni for, Mm-hmm. for you know a half hour do chores and just hang out with her and kind of walk around the farm with her and, um and it's cool i mean all day long they're they're here and uh you know that's beautiful hanging man. Out. you're all together but you're all working hard so yeah we are we are i mean katie's doing an amazing job of feeding us uh, like mm-hmm. incredible food she gets she's <laughs> actually the speaking of technology uh mm-hmm the kitchen technology of, of the year here is the instant pot. Instant uh, pot. I don't a, know that one. It's a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's fancy. It's got like mm-hmm. lots of different settings. You can saute in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about that is that we have all these chickens, like these old hens that we called from our, our old flock that we called, uh, last fall, mm-hmm. uh, winter actually. And, uh, their meat is so tough that mm. you have to cook because they're old. They're two, three, four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to slow cook them, um, mm-hmm. which would take, you know, all day. And especially in the summertime, we'd be, you, you, you wouldn't really want to have that house. heat. 
Yeah, so uh, the Instant Pot, 20 minutes in the nice. Instant Pot. And it just makes, you know, falling off the bone tender meat <laughs> from these chickens. So You guys are so modern now. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's so funny that you've gone out to out to the sticks to like get back to the land and <laughs> you're yeah. all geeked out on yeah and then i just come on your gadgets. show and talk about gadgets <laughs> yeah it's so funny oh, it's not what i expected at all but um i know last time you were reading some lean farmer guy who was talking about wearing like high performance fabrics and stuff like you know pants that yeah wick away moisture and or, yeah all just you know, like light easy to know? move in yeah See you out there in like Gore-Tex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't reinvested in my clothes. I'm just out there in like pants that are falling apart and right. t-shirts I've had since high school. You know. Well, next time we check in, that's going to be the next. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. I want to know what your gear is. Are you shaving your head? Yeah, you know, so you're I'll more aerodynamic. Like roller, yeah, I'll be rollerblading around out there. <laughs> it's great, man. <laughs> yeah. um, I am so just proud and amazed at the evolution and um, we just ate up almost a solid hour here. So great. Um, gosh, <laughs> anything just, else I hope you, you get talk some, about? <laughs> yeah. What's that? <laughs> Said anything else you want to talk about? Gosh, that's everything, right? <laughs> I mean, you're doing it. You're living the dream, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's, I wish, I wish we could have, um, you know, started these little episodic conversations, you know, three seasons ago to hear uh, the I know, it'd be interesting version, you know? Yeah. That's what I like about, um, Instagram. Actually, you know, mm-hmm. you've been talking about Facebook, but like I've been posting almost daily on Instagram Okay, and, uh, it's really cool to go back, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even to like last year or the year before. And it's just like, wow, it's, totally changed yeah. like can't imagine it being that way anymore <laughs> like how, how yeah. did i do that <laughs> yeah because i'm picturing like you had the the farm stand and like just like really beautiful kind of picturesque um display of like just like 20 or 30 different varieties yeah. of yeah, yeah. vegetables yeah i do miss my farm stand i i am yeah. looking like you know i don't know you never know where we're gonna go but uh yeah I do often daydream about just, you know, mm-hmm. big piles of produce on my farm stand <laughs> mm-hmm. and, sure. you know, hanging out with all my customers again. But, yeah, uh, well, it's fun. And probably that's how you got a lot of the contacts that you have now. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually in a way, mm-hmm. um, like yes and no. I mean, yeah. So it's, well, but and I mean, all those customers, they're, they're going to the stores and they're, yeah. They're buying stuff. Actually, I got one of my new clients, uh, one of my new retail stores. It's a co-op. Um, mm. And one of my customers actually recommended me going there. So there you go. So there you go. Exactly. It's so the farm stand has like a maybe like a facade for the kind of deeper, deeper uh, business plan or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe facade sounds a little sleazy, but like you know uh well it's like like a way to interface uh, with people yeah actually what i've heard uh curtis stone say about farmers markets is that it's it's market research it's like the best Mm -hmm. market research you can imagine because you get instant feedback like you yeah you go there and you you can watch people's body language react to to your stuff and you can see them react to your prices and you can you know you can see you can you see instantly what works and what doesn't and uh it's a really powerful thing so it's like i've i i that's the what i've got the data from to decide what to go all in on this year and you know just really push into the stores and the restaurants yeah Um, so it's cool yeah (laughs) dig it man we should um we should make this uh a series and we'll check in in i don't know six months something like that does that sound good yeah i'd love to man well Lindsay, it was good to catch up man and um good luck and 
say hi to Katie and Joni. And uh, you still have Apollo didn't run away yet? No, you know, Apollo's still here. He's doing good. good. Maya, all the cats. All the cats. So, yeah. Good, man. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, right, say, say hi to the fam for me too, man. Okay, will do. Thanks for chatting. Yep, no problem. Ciao. Thanks, yeah. To hear more episodes featuring interviews with agriculturists, artists, and activists on the front lines of the food movement, and to read my essays on everything from zucchini to zen, visit dharmaonthefarm.com. Until next time, farm on.